Welcome to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors, Leaders Made Here. Well, hello there. I am uh, Brenda Lee Schlachta, your 2020 National President with the Women's Council. And I have with me today the fabulous, the amazing Eileen Albroyd with um, California Women's Council. Hey. Hi, President. Brenda. Hello, hello. Looking good. Happy that you're here with me. I think you're amazing, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you giving so much of your time to the Women's Council. You are a bright, bright, shining leader. Oh, thanks, Brenda. It's a pleasure to be here, really, for us to have this time together and just chat. Just chat about Women's Council, chat about leadership, chat, chat about uh, diverse, not diversity. Not Yeah, we could talk about diversity, but also talk about what's the D word I'm thinking of? Uh, Adversity, adversity. There's a D in adversity. <laughs> any of the above. Any of, any the of above. that. Disruption. That's that's the word I want to talk oh, about. That's Disruption. That's the D that's word. That's a D word. That's a D, that's word. D word. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because some of the things that I am interested in when I talk to the different members across the country, I am wondering how is it that you actually got involved in the women's council. It wasn't for disruption, <laughs> that's for sure. I was an independent broker. I never worked for a large a real estate corporation. I, was, I started with a small corporation, just an independent broker, and it came down to, I think I could do it better than how they do it. They're a little, they, they really walked a gray line when it came to ethics. Mm. And so I decided to get my broker's license and I worked out of my home. So I really, I needed to be educated. I needed to network. I needed to get to know other people. And so uh, I just thought Women's Council would be the right organization for me. And so how long ago was that? That was eight years ago. So it was eight years ago. And because, you know, because the first, well, when I first heard of Women's Council, the first thing I thought was, why do I want to join an organization with other realtors and especially other women realtors? Cause it was like, I just didn't think that, that it would be a, a productive use of my time. But uh, <laughs> Eileen, I will tell you, I've heard that before. <laughs> I've yes, I know. I've Eileen, let's take this opportunity to explain why maybe it was a good idea. <laughs> well, yes. Let's talk about why it was an amazing idea. Really is because once you walked into the Women's Council family, is that you were accepted where you were in your career and, uh, and where you were in your leadership journey. It was just acceptance for who you were as an individual. And that was something that I was not expecting at right. all. And I immediately felt like, wow, uh, this is a place where I could really grow and develop and, and see where it took me from here. Right. You know, it's interesting because this is eight years. You probably you, you joined as a member. Um, and uh, did you get into the leadership part of it quickly or? or no, no. So how long no. did it take you to get from I'm a member to, yeah, I'll be part of some sort of uh, leadership situation? Uh, I was... Uh, I was tapped on the shoulder by the president and president-elect to be their membership director. Okay. And uh, I said no, because it was just too big of a commitment. I just didn't know. I didn't know what I was getting into. And I really wanted to explore what Women's Council was all about. So I was fortunate enough to go to a 
national meeting in my own backyard, uh, San Diego. I'm from Orange County and San Diego is only about an hour and a half away. So Mm -hmm. I went to the Women's Council booth and I said, should I become a member? It ends up that I met Lynn Trape from Arizona (laughs) while I was there. And she was on her journey to be state president. I think it was. Yeah. And she said, do it. She ended up giving me a referral. It was her son or actually her own son. And so I thought, well, wow, if, if these people, you know, if this is how it works, I mean, I can't go wrong. Can't right. go wrong. Uh, so I said no to membership director. I did say yes to being co-chair at the time when we had chairs of education. Mm. And, and I was definitely a backseat in that position. And in fact, people didn't know I was part of the governing board. Well, a, a member of the governing board until I spoke up like six months later. <laughs> it was like, who's this girl? Right. It was, I was very, very shy, very timid, very cautious. I did not rise in the ranks uh, quickly. It's interesting because, you know, I just hear that story. And now you are president of California. So I have to ask, really, why why leadership? Why did, how did that turn? How did that become the case? It's such a big job. It's a huge job. It's a huge job. 32 networks. (laughs) <laughs> 32 <laughs> networks that's all I know I was I remember at network 360 where they were lining us up and they said okay a line up according to how many networks you have of course California was first I think it was you know Florida and Texas were straight behind and they're tw- I think they're in the high 20s and then it was Arizona oh, Michigan at yeah, 11 yeah. like why wasn't I president of Michigan <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> I know, I know. Arizona Arizona has nine Arizona is lovely too. Yeah, but no, my friend, you are state president of California. California. Uh, It was something, it was actually a very profound experience. It was at Orlando when Bobby Nelson was turning over the the gavel to, I believe it was Anita Davis. Yeah, she was handing over the gavel to Anita Davis. It was her. And it was my first national meeting, even though I went to San Diego to get uh, educated on women's council. I was at the expo part of it. So I didn't go to a women's council meeting. So Orlando was my first meeting, mm-hmm. not a state meeting. It was my first national, it was my first meeting and it was national. And one thing that I, uh, that I discovered there was people that were amazing friends, even though they were from different states, the amount of hugging and love that went in that, it was overwhelming and so accepting. In fact, even my roommate was an amazing, it was a stranger, but, uh, you know, I'm, if when you sign up for leadership, you sign up for challenges and growth. And so I'm oh. like, okay, you know, <laughs> here we go. And it was mainly, it was mainly personal development at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Bobby Nelson, and, but when I was going through the education classes, when I was going through the network operations training, and this is what was expected of you. I thought to myself, this is too much. I can't do it. I, I've signed up for way too big of a responsibility uh, because at that time I was president-elect. I did agree and became elected as president-elect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, no way. I just, there's no way I could do this. And at that time, on a very personal note, I was still uh, recovering from panic disorder and depression. So, yeah. Yeah. And so as, as I said, yes to leadership to help me with that personal development, because you do have to go outside of your comfort zone. Sure. One thing you know, with, especially with panic disorder, is that you are in that situation because you always 
default to the tools that you learned as a child mm-hmm. or in a, you know certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. And when you when you're recovering from that because you never 100% are healed, you're always recovering. Mm-hmm. Is that you realize that you do have to do things new. You have mm-hmm. to try. You have to learn different coping skills because obviously those coping skills weren't working because you're having a panic attack. So those <laughs> those coping skills don't, that's not going to work for you anymore. You got to learn new ones. Yeah, but you totally embrace that idea that I talk about. It's uh, opportunity versus security. So in order to grow, you pick opportunity because you could have stayed in in the secure world that you were comfortable with. But instead, yes. you recognized that yes. opportunity was the path for you. It was definitely the path. Definitely the path. Be- yeah. uh, because I, well, I woke up one morning and it was, I just can't live like this for the rest of my life. Right. That that's right. was the decision. And so it was a, a growth pattern from there. Wow. And, so, and boy. Yeah. Huge part of that. Huge, yeah. huge part of that. So I was sitting in the governing board meeting and Bobby Nelson was, uh, and I was, my, excuse me, t- let me t- take one step back. Yes. On the way, because the governing board meeting is the last day and mm-hmm. uh, at a national meeting. So when I went to the governing board meeting, I was already prepping to go back to California and tell my president that I'm stepping down. You have enough time to find somebody else. It's just not the right position. It's, it's too much too soon. So Bobby is now doing the governing board meeting. She's having problems talking. And I thought, well, you know, it, in some ways that was comforting because it was like, oh, here she is national president and she's stumbling over her words. So it's yeah, okay. No- yes. From your perspective, she's normal. She's like me. We're not yeah. perfect. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I thought, oh, this is great. I, I said, well, if she's national president and she's, you know, kind of faltering a little bit. I, okay. Then she looked at her governing board and they all looked back to her and they nodded and uh and she went on the microphone and said that she had two brain surgeries that year i was there yeah as i'm like oh my god as national president she had she has cancer she had two brain surgeries and she still fulfilled her duties and she was so enthusiastic yes and she was involved and she was present and i thought well if she can do it if she (laughs) that you know i must tell yeah bobby has inspired a lot of people yeah a lot a lot of people and so i said if she can i can what i realized at that moment was that i had quit so many things before that and i had made so many excuses out of fear Uh that uh i thought well if i'm saying yes to this i'm i gotta knock it out of the park i i have to be committed to it well, I'm going to tell you, uh, nobody can, uh, can very obvious that you have knocked it out of the park. And let's just say that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh you know what? You had said a whole bunch of firsts when you were telling me that. And you know what came to mind? I was wondering, what was your first leadership experience within the realtor community? Not, not necessarily just the Women's Council, but what was your first leadership experience in the realtor community? Can you remember? It was Women's Council. It was. It was Women's Council. Yes. Oh. At the same time, I was part of the Green Committee yeah. at my local association. I was part of that, uh, uh, and it was because I was in the green at the Green Committee when the president, the president elect at that time, actually knocked on the door of the association and said, "Who do you recommend for Women's Council?" And they said, "Green Eileen," and that's how, that's how it started. So I would say that 
uh, Women's Council was the first. Uh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, then Women's Council probably helped build your very successful business. Would you agree with something like that? I, what, what Women's Council did is that it opened doors of different ways of doing business. Because mm -hmm. everyone had a different business model, I learned so much. Every time I went to a state meeting, a, network, a, a local network, a national meeting, I learned something new from the members that I came in contact with. Right. So I would say that I, I took what I liked and what I learned and brought it back to my own business. And it's really created my own kind of, my own kind of culture. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and it, you, you are so amazing at outreach. I mean, you really have that figured out. I mean, that's the next Zoom class I want to go to. <laughs> but can you, share, can you share some of your stories about how you've reached out to other realtors and maybe helped them? Do you have any stories like that that you can share? I never really thought of myself as outreach, to be honest with you. Uh, and it's interesting that you perceive me to be that way. I guess it's inclusion. Yes. I want people to feel that they're included in whatever business journey that they're on, whatever leadership journey that they're on is that they have an advocate in me and that I will try to connect them with the right people. So if they are interested in commercial, I will network with another commercial agent and connect the two, right? So I'll connect, hey, this person's interested in commercial, you're interested in commercial. So it's like a, I guess it's more like a, a networking versus outreach but in, in a sense the the whole connecting is outreach it's like indeed you are the great connector i mean even think about our conversations from a couple of days ago when we were talking about some of the things that you're doing in order to you know adapt to our new world and i i mentioned a state president and i said gosh i wish that we could get her squared away what did you do you reached out to her and, and i'm telling you, it worked they're rolling so I say thank you. I say thank you to you because you are a great master at outreach. You do want everyone to be. I, you say involved, which is obvious, but I would also think successful. You're really rooting for everyone. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And I don't mean to embarrass you or anything like that, but I do believe that, um, you know, you really are someone to emulate, you know? You really, really are. We need to be strong because we don't know who we inspire, Right. You and know. you're const you constantly inspire. You inspire me, no question about oh, it. Um, thanks, Brenda. You know, you also mentioned how you met Lynn, who's one of my favorite people, um, and, and that referral, how that whole referral thing came to be. So you use the referral network that's in play then? Absolutely. Whenever I have an opportunity to work with another agent or an opportunity where a client is coming to a different state, going to a different state, a uh, different area of California, wherever. Women's Council is the first place I go every single time. In fact, when I just used it recently. Oh, my neighbor. <laughs> my neighbor was, <laughs> he's selling, he has a house in Texas. And oh. he says, you, yeah, do you know anybody in, in, do you know an agent in Texas? I said, absolutely. You're like, and yeah, I, I know a couple. <laughs> I, know, I, got it, I know a couple of Texas. So actually, you know, I, I text Sylvia Siebel. I said, Sylvia. You know her? Yeah, I said, who's? Who works in this uh, county of Texas? And she gave me the local network president there, and we connected, and it was a, literally a matter of five minutes. I know. We had, you know, and we were, we were, I was calling the, it was a, a gentleman, as a man, local president, 
local president. Hello, my name is Eileen. I got a lead for you. And that was it. Done. There you go. It, yep. Yep. And I it's like it. you always know that that person, that Women's Council referral, will uh, will have the same level of professionalism right. as you. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's something you can count on. You can, Your mind can be at rest. You handed it off. You did your job. It'll get managed. I, I totally agree. Love it. Love it. Love it. You know, another thing is, as you talk like that, I wonder about something that you want realtors who are new to the industry, what, what would you want them to know about the Women's Council? People coming in, like me, I didn't start with the Women's Council when I was licensed 30 years ago, but there are some that got into our world very quickly. So someone who is new to the industry, what would be what you'd tell them about Women's Council? Join, get engaged. <laughs> Take to take on responsibility. I don't care. Take photographs at a at a, a meeting. Get on. Learn how to do social media. Learn how to do a PowerPoint. Get to know your fellow members. Uh, just do some. Just get involved. Get involved. Get engaged. Go to state and go to national. Uh, and the reason is this: is because we are not your competitors at all. We are here to make you successful in any part of the industry or personal or professional development that you want to take on. Sure, and sure. Uh, that, you know, we talk about this a lot about women's council being a brand and that if you go to any network, you want to have the same kind of experience. And part of that is the letter of women's council where the meetings should be run pretty much the same as all the other meetings, but the spirit of women's council is of support. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so it's like, if you want to be successful, you need a team of people to help you with that. And that's women's council. Right. Surround yourself with people who have those same kind of mindsets. And the, that communication is, in fact, something that's really important as well. And again, you do that so well. And I, I always have asked this. As a matter of fact, somebody asked me to do a speaking presentation on this, but I'm going to ask you. So of the technologies in real estate, what is a technology that is your favorite in the world of real estate? There's many. There's many. So I'm thankful that I have email that I can have on my phone, that okay. I can be wherever I am, because we travel a lot. Mm -hmm. And our clients don't necessarily know where we are at any, any given time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the, the ability to answer an email, to send them pictures uh, to, you know, my phone is my biggest technology. I was going to say, that's me. <laughs> it's like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Yeah, yeah where's my, I need my phone because this is, this is how I do my business. So that's probably my number one technology. My, uh, my, one of my favorite apps on my phone is, uh, it's called ML, MLS Touch. That is connected to my local MLS, and that is a powerful tool. Powerful, yeah. powerful tool. Yeah, it's like having, it's like just having the MLS at your fingertips without all of the, you know, the little words, size, 0.5 font, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> I totally know what you're saying. I love that idea, though. I love that the fact that, uh, yeah, it is more about apps, you know, it is more about what's making my life easier. Because I think if I asked anybody about technology, wouldn't they all say their phone? Yeah, I mean, it's a no brainer. Yeah. No brainer. The other one is the AirPods. I'd say that AirPods, so I could, uh, you know, listen to hands free, so I can. Yeah. Yeah. Do work around my house or in the office so I can have my hands to do other things. That, that doesn't work for me. My ears must be too small or something. They won't, don't want to do that. <laughs> That's too bad. So you it need is a, so sad. You need a different headphone or something like that. So that would be my second technology that I can't live without. 
Third technology is my lighting. I love my lighting. For <laughs> and you do look fabulous. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody's not looking at you, but I can, I can, you know, I can let them know that you do look fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast, but anyway, yes, she's fabulous. All right. And then of course you've got to wrap this up. These podcasts aren't supposed to last forever. Shocking. I know. <laughs> so let's wrap it up with this. What I'd like you to do is a share with us the best piece of advice you have received for your career? What's the best piece of advice? Uh, once again, it goes back to Bobby Nelson. She says, always be the best you. I'm paraphrasing, but always be the best you. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you never know who you are inspiring, as Carrie Hartner says. You never know who you're inspiring. And if you're, if you're not being 100% yourself, then you're not inspiring the right person. I believe that Women's Council has diversity down all age groups, all ethnicities, all genders, you're mm -hmm. accepted here. Mm -hmm. And you need to be your best you because yeah. uh, that's how we're going to have amazing diversity in leadership. Diversity in leadership is having a, a strong organization. And Women's Council is strong because of the uniqueness that we bring to the table. People really do feel that they can be their authentic selves. And it's a beautiful thing. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, Miss Eileen... I want to thank you once again. You are, a, like I said in the beginning, you are a bright, shining leader. And I want to personally tell you how much you are appreciated across the country. So thank, thank you. you for giving us your time today. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you, Brenda. This has been a, a, a joyous experience and definitely filled my soul tank to be with you today. <laughs> Great job. Thank you for listening to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors, Leaders Made Here.